You're listening to How They Did It and Why, where we learn from the experiences of others. So something that a lot of people um, kind of want to get into and have questions about, especially for those of you who are in the acting field, maybe you want to be an actor, um, maybe this has kind of been a goal for you for quite some time, is how to get into SAG-AFTRA. You know, people spend years getting into SAG-AFTRA. It's for some people, it could take almost a decade. For some people, it's like they snap their fingers and they're just in. So it's really can be a bit perplexing and people really want to know, you know, how to get in, what to do, how to expedite the process, you know, what the requirements are. And today I'm going to have some great information on that for you guys, because I'm going to be actually interviewing a professional actor that I know personally. And yeah, I'm going to be picking his brain a little bit because he now has been added as a member of SAG-AFTRA. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And uh, his name is Antonio T. Lee. So, though, guys, I remember, though, when we first met and we met on the set of a fan film that we were both involved with. That was a good time. I remember that. That was a real good time. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man lives. That's right. That's right. Shout out to that whole cast and crew. (laughs) But um, I remember your name, though, was not Antonio T. Lee then. So tell me, you know, how did this change happen? What's it about? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, first and foremost, thank you for inviting me on your platform and speaking on my career and things like that. I greatly appreciate it. So in reference to my name change, Mm -hmm. as we know, my initial name is Tyrese. Mm -hmm. So having that, we already know Tyrese in the industry. So I'm like, "Ah." every time I say my name is Tyrese, people want to sing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That right there. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, do I want to go through that, you know, through my entire career? So mm-hmm. I figured for a while I had it on my mind and I figured, you know, it's about time I switch it up and come back with a new name and Antonio T. Lee stuck. Nice, nice. Now with the Antonio T. Lee, is the Antonio part, is that anywhere in like your name? Is that like a middle oh, name Oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so Antonio is my middle name. So I just kind of switched it. Just so it's, switcheroo. Hey. Yeah, just a switcheroo. That's what you got to do, you know, because the name has to be recognizable and good and identifiable to you. So all you guys who want to get into acting out there, that might be something to consider. You know, if you have a name that's really associated with someone else, maybe switching it up. But um, so I remember the main thing that we talked about that day when we met on set was you mm-hmm. was like gung ho about joining SAG. You was like, man. I'm trying to join SAG. Like that was just your whole thing, <laughs> which was yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying though, is, is that you were very determined from the very beginning. So when I saw online your post, like, Hey, I made it in a SAG after I was honestly like so happy for you. Cause I was like, man, I remember that day on set when he was like, man, I'm joining SAG, you know, and we were both yeah. like, newer in our careers and stuff then so we we were just like having fun and being super silly but you know seriously (laughs) it came through so um what was your path you know to getting into saying so for me it was um it was a little bit different for for most so some people you would have to go the background route and get like three union vouchers that's a way that you could become sag 
well, mm-hmm. eligible for SAG, excuse me. For me, um, I had an audition for a web series. Mm-hmm. And having booked that web series, that along with um, our project, Spider-Man Lives, because I booked them pretty much synonymously around mm-hmm. the same time. So having booked both of those projects, um, that is what made me eligible for the union, having those speaking roles. So I didn't have to go through the process of getting the three union vouchers and things like that. So. Oh, nice, nice. Well, hold up, wait a minute. I'm sitting up here thinking, I'm like, yeah, I forgot about that. Maybe I'm eligible for SAG too. And I, <laughs> I haven't been keeping up with my vouchers, all of them. Uh, it's a lot of work when you don't, um, you know, keep a track of your stuff right away. And as you guys know, mm-hmm. your girl dabbles in a couple of different things. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> better about that but okay that's good to know well that's great that that project you know really helped because that was like one of your first right that was one of your first um, um that it was one of my it was my second union project mm. um the first one was the was the the uh, web series I booked uh, a few months before but it wasn't my first initial project around that time it was 2014 I started acting about 2011, 2012. So I've been busy pretty much then, but having those two projects being my first professional ones, yes. Nice, nice. Now, what made you, and I'm sure this is like a a question that every person gets, you know, on an interview like this. Why did you even (laughs) want to be an actor? Like what, you know, appealed to you? Why? So honestly, I was one of those kids where, you know, I watched TV a lot and, I was watching like even Stevens and things like that. So I'm like, yo, I can try that. So nice. I joined this program um, called John Casablanca, by the way, which I do not recommend. <laughs> I was so, about to say, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I don't recommend um, primarily because it didn't give me the tools that I needed as an actor. Got it. Um, but during that time in my life, I was 14. During that time, um, it did give me other skills. Um, so having that opportunity, I did that. And I auditioned for a short film that was written by a friend of mine named Karan Lee. We're not cousins. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, when, when I'm like, oh, we got the same last name. So, yeah. Um, I booked his project and he led me to the theater. And that's where my real experience came from. And having the experience to perform in the theater, that's when I got bit by the bug, just doing live performances and having that um, interaction with the audience and getting that rapid response mm-hmm. made me fall in love for the art. Wow. Yeah, you know, because um, we've been following each other. I still have you on my social medias and stuff like that. And I did see a lot of the plays that you had done over the years. Like you've been in a lot of stuff. You're very active as an actor. And that would definitely be my advice to people is to, if acting is what you want to do, you got to like stay in it constantly because it's always changing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the jobs are like, we need people now and that's it, you know? So you got to be very kind of like a go-getter about it. But with the theater part, what's kind of like your favorite, would you say you have a favorite um, play that you've been in? Yes, yes, <laughs> I have. <laughs> Um, I actually have a few. So Ruined by Lynn Nottage. Oh, that was okay. an amazing piece that I did um, at the Fells Point Corner Theater. 
still one of my top plays um, that I had the opportunity to perform in um, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. That was a production um, that we did here in Baltimore. Uh, that was a great production as well. There was a company from out of New York and um, they came down and we were talking about the uh, LGBT community mm-hmm. and how the AIDS and HIV epidemic was affected here in Baltimore as well as Jacksonville. So oh. primarily the cast were um, homosexual guys mm-hmm. with the exception of a few, but we all came together and collaborated to tell a story. And it was, it was an, uh, an immersive experience. So the audience were able to really interact with us in a way like no other. So that was one of the experiences that I appreciate and just being able to see how their lives are um, being homosexual men Right. Wow. Wow. That's really interesting. That's very, uh, it's very a cool, very nice project. Um, yes. Hamlet, Shakespeare, which Hamlet. for the pandemic we did. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That, and all of these took place in Baltimore. Yep. All in wow. Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore is like one of those places that they actually have a pretty good sized theater scene out there. And I feel like a lot of people don't actually realize it. And there's also a lot of um, historical, um, not historical, but I guess I should say famous playwrights from Baltimore and things like that. So it definitely has like its roots in theater. And I feel like a lot of talented people have actually come out of that area because of the different theater programs that they have there and everything. So um, definitely very cool. Um, Which one you like better, being on screen or being on stage? (laughs) That's a good good question. I like them both for different reasons. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, I love the stage because you have the opportunity to become, you know what I mean? And once you're on that stage and those lights are on, there's no stopping. You have to follow mm. it through. You have to go through and you have to um, really, really be engaged. That's where the real work is done, in, in my opinion. Um, having the opportunity to be amongst uh, a gratitude of great, great, phenomenal directors and actors on stage. Every night is different. Mm-hmm. Every night is different. So that's that's one of the, the, the many, many um, suggestions I would say if, you, if you're going to get into uh, the theater round, make sure you bring your A game and make sure you are really, really sharp on your improv because mm. <laughs> any any night can change. Uh, but for film, what I love about it is it's real personal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have to go into a deeper connect because the audience isn't right there. You know, you have to make them feel it. Mm. And for me, that's 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 amazing in itself. So I have two different um, loves and respect for both. But overall. I'm neither a stage actor or a TV or film actor. I'm just an actor. Oh, I like that. You know, a lot of people, yeah. they do say, you know, this theater is my first love or I just like doing, you know, movies, but that's really good. And I like that because, you know, to be a good actor, I feel like you got to be able to kind of, sure, it may, some people may have their preference, but you got to be able to own either one, you know? And I think that's what's made people like um, Denzel, Viola Davis, um, Tyler Perry. That's what's made them successful is that they can't do both you know and I do feel like 
yes, theater is a really good way to get those really strong, sharp acting skills and almost a way to kind of get out of being shy too. Because I feel like there's- Absolutely. Right, it's people on set and I know you see them too. You could tell they still shy about acting, you know? And it's like, I feel like if they had that experience of being on theater where it's like everybody's sitting right there looking at you, it just forces you to, to get it together. That, that that would be a good experience for people to have. But um, I know that SAG has a different, a whole different union for that. But um, anyway, um, so nowadays though, you have transitioned into something even um, more different, which is you are yes. now producing your own stuff. Tell me about this. Yes, yes, I'm producing now, which, uh, which is um, a total different animal in itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's stressful. <laughs> it's stressful. Keeping and, it 100. Keeping it 100 across the board because yeah. it's like, it's one thing just being an actor and you having, you know, your spot and you know, you know what you got to do, but mm-hmm. actually being a coach of the entire, you know, process, it's like, oh my gosh. And if something go wrong, it's like, you got to, again, have an improv skill. You got to hurry up and figure out what you got to do. Yeah. So, um, having that is, is is great but the process for me becoming a producer started because um, I just again having the experience of being on different sets mm-hmm. um, being a lead for many projects and helping tell other stories and I kind of got to a space where I'm like you know what I want to tell my own story I want to mm-hmm. you know be able to give my input because you know, I'm I'm having the opportunity to work with these guys and collaborate and and um, bring their projects to life. Now I want to have my shot and see what's you know, what's that like? I want to see how that process is for me. So I just kind of want to be well rounded as well. Um, so when the phone not ringing, <laughs> I can always create my own content and tell my own stories okay. and tell the stories that I want to tell. Yeah, something that you truly feel passionate about, because I do feel like we do need a diversification of content that's being created. And to do that, we need more young people. We need people all different backgrounds. We need people who have unique stories to tell to, you know, get into production. Because I don't know if you know, I'm sure you did because you're an actor, but it's like, I feel like a couple years ago, Movies were just being remade and they just made a movie about it like two years ago. I was like, what is this? Y'all out of ideas? If you need a story told, hire me. I'll tell one, you know, because <laughs> there's so many stories to tell, but it was just getting so boring and monotonous. So now we're seeing more people coming in and being producers. So we're just now starting to get more diversity of films, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I got tired of that too, seeing yeah. the same projects over and over and over again. And I'm tired of seeing us in the same light. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of tell something different. And also um, being young and being African-American, they want to kind of pigeonhole you in this, this, this role. Like right. that's all you has, you know, you have to offer when <laughs> I didn't go to school and, and study and, and, work my tail off for you to throw me in a role that's one dimensional. So, and it's like, I know yeah. that I, I'm capable of more. So why would I pigeonhole myself 
And, you know, so I, I, that's why I most likely try to go out for, for different roles and things like that, because I know I'm capable. And also the process for me starting my own company and becoming a producer as well is to add on to me evolving and growing as an actor and testing my skills. And again, just being well-rounded and also providing opportunity for the upcoming actors that want to um, do this seriously. Right, right, for sure. That's the only kind of role some people get to play like for their whole lives. So it's like, okay, you know, when is it enough? You know, like not not every role has to be that, you know. So let's get into some of your good stuff that you have to share. So mm-hmm. I do um we we got to talk a little bit before and I wanted to actually just bring up for you guys um Antonio's um IMBD page. Now, for those of you who are really trying to get into acting, it is really, really important for you to have an IMBD page. This is a place where people can actually see the movies that you have been in. And a lot of people don't know you are able to go in and add some of your of your um, credentials. And then on the other end, the producer can actually approve it and have it end up being listed on the site. So I just want to ask you, how has being on IMBD listed here, how has this helped you in your career? It has helped me tremendously. And I say that um, simply because it allows me to keep track of my my process and the work that I've done. And mm-hmm. for those who want to um, consider me for work, mm-hmm. they can always go to my IMDb my IMDb page, excuse me, mm-hmm. and check out the previous works that I've done. Mm-hmm. And which, as you can see, um, everything is there. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a mini portfolio. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, you know, I have an IMBD. Everybody who really is trying to do this needs to have an IMBD. Update your resume on there, add pictures, add as many reels as you can. You have a really nice one up here that I'm actually going to share for us to see. To protect their constitutional rights without prejudice. You think this uniform gives me more power? More privilege? No, officer. It's the opposite. It gives us more responsibility. We are here to protect those who cannot protect themselves. You ever felt like you was close to something but you can't call it? I want this to be the one, but... You better figure it out. Or put in some hours downstairs. Because I'm going to start charging you for rent. And public endangerment. Let me spray some Febreze in here. Burn some incense. Something. Anything. Looks like your boys are here. Damien, what's good? Alright, well... What are you doing there? Oh, well, I'm done my work for now, so I just thought I'd get a little writing done until someone came in, called, or you had something else for me to do. Mm, yeah. Well, now that you mention it, uh, I'd like you to unclog the toilet. But what about the custodian? I heard the shot. I just... I just looked back. I just saw him fall. Can't you blame yourself? I gotta go back in.
All right, guys. So that is Antonio's reel on IMBD. And so, yeah, I really like your reel. So after, you know, I know some time has passed, you know, you had those films or your stuff that's on your IMBD. And then I know you said you came out here for a little bit also, just to kind of, um, you were working on a couple projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm working on the project as associate producer of my work. I push it for uh, Shadows and a project entitled The Handler, written and directed by Michael Rossi. Oh, very nice. Very nice. That's all stuff that we can look forward to. Now, though, you did. Uh, we have some other things that we want to share with you guys. Um, and again, I, we're talking about a couple different points here, you know, how to kind of promote yourself as an actor, how to um, maximize your IMBD. All these things are going to help you get into SAG. Um, another thing that you have that is really, really nice is you have a actual Facebook fan page for your brand. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead yeah. and put that up right now because I think that your um, Facebook page looks really, really good. You know, you have yourself listed you. as an actor, writer, producer, and director and lover of the craft. So I think that's awesome. You know, you have a really good following on here as well. But, you know, it is your Facebook page. you got a lot of really great, you know, reels on here. You're sharing information. You're also being encouraging other people. Um, and I really, really think that it's great for, you know, an actor to have a Facebook page because it's just another way to promote yourself. And contrary to something that people don't know is that a Facebook page, I feel like is a little bit easier to grow and share uh, is a little more trackable than even an Instagram is for actors. You know, it's, mm. Instagram is important, but I feel like the Facebook is just as important. Now, something I want to also put you guys' attention on is he actually has his own website as well. So when you really want to take it to the next level, make sure you have a website. And so his, I love, is pretty simple. Bam, you get to see his awesome headshot, like right there in the middle. He goes into his bio, um, you know, he's a, American actor, you know, talks about some of the main things that he's been on, like some Amazon Prime movies featured in ABC and BET. So these are all really good things. He's got some photos from some of his past productions that he's been in, which is always a great thing. I love onset pictures. I shared a lot of those myself on my social media. And when people see that you are actively engaged in your craft, I feel like they really, you know, it's good. You know, you know, keep up the awesome work of not just, you know, being um, a great actor, but also promoting yourself as a business, because I think that's where a lot of people kind of miss the boat sometimes. And I think that you probably have some more information you can share on that is some people think, oh, I'm going to be an actor or I'm going to be an actor. And then they just go, you know, to auditions and just wait for everything to be handed to them. You know, but exactly. you kind of just doing more like what you're doing, which is promoting yourself. Definitely, definitely. Um, promotion is needed. You know, you have mm -hmm. to promote yourself and um, as much as possible, as much as you can, but don't overdo it. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. have people that will constantly, constantly post. Um, you got to give people some mystery. You got to allow for them to miss you. And True. as you continue to work, and um, put in the work, your work will speak for itself. So that would be my best advice. Mainly when I'm um, posting on my social medias and things like that, as far as my main page, my goal is to always make sure I have something 
to offer mm-hmm. um, as I post. May it be a project, words of encouragement, things like that. But for the most part, I want to make sure that I'm keeping the needle moving forward. So I'm constantly um, figuring out other ways that I can promote myself as far mm-hmm. as being an actor. So it may be, again, <clears throat> um, acting tutorials, probably tips, things like that. So Nice, nice. Yes, so true. It's so important. Um, now I want to go ahead and show some of the stuff that um, I really want to share with them is so exciting. And for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see all of this um, right here on YouTube. And then for those of you who are um, listening on podcasts, you know, just go ahead when you have time and hop over to YouTube and take a look at his um, projects that are basically wrapped, but are going to be coming out soon. First, picture in the series of photos that we want to share with you guys so tell me what's happening in this picture all about this film that you produced um this project i didn't actually produce i actually um i auditioned um for this project is entitled mr liquors it's Mm. produced by um this guy named kofi out of dc he's actually currently in la right now and his team and which was the guy, Andrew Steffen, he's, he was the, center, uh, the DP for that project. Um, but yeah, that project is amazing. Um, I'm the lead for that production. It's about my cat turning human. So <laughs> <laughs> my, <laughs> that project is hilarious. Um, so this is just, um, you want to tell me what's going on here? Yes, um, I booked a pilot out of New York. And as you see, I'm with Rip Michaels from Wildin' Out. Mm-hmm. So he actually created a project um, that I can't really speak too much on right now. But we shot a pilot for it in New York. I went up to New York for a day. That was a great experience. And mm-hmm. um, it's a comedy, so it's, it's, it's a great show. Hopefully it get picked up and you guys will see it soon. Oh, that is awesome. I All the best with that there, because that really sounds like a really good project with a really good group that that can really, really be like a game changer, too, just to give you that extra, yeah. extra boost. So this one right here, this yes. one is one of the ones that you produced, right? Yes, yes. That's my baby <laughs> right there. Okay. Um, that's That project right there is entitled 20. Mm-hmm. Um, as you see, the guy that I'm working with, shout out to Chad Tyler great great actor um we shot black and blue together um as you've seen in my reel Mm -hmm. um so 20 is basically about current events and again Mm -hmm. i wanted to tell a new fresh perspective so it's about um this young guy by the name of king and his grandma and their relationship and she unfortunately gets sick catches covid and Mm. his goal is to just primarily take care of her. So it's about the overall relationship between Kim and his grandma under the um, circumstance of his conditions, him being in the urban environment and having people like um, this officer right here taunt them constantly every day. So Mm. it's just speaking on a lot of different events um, dealing with COVID in 2020. Wow, that is incredible. So then you must have shot most of this during 2020, during COVID. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Like um, December, we shot it in two days, the 19th and the 20th Okay. of December 2020. We knocked it wow. out then. And shout out to Andrew Stephan once again, because um, he helped me with this production. He's the DP for this project. Wow, that's really great. I mean, kudos, because, you know, the whole COVID thing has really, um, you know, impacted the industry in a huge way. And mm-hmm. I think that if people, you know, like you are able to, you know, creatively produce things and shed light on some of the things that are going on during COVID while it's happening. And then once it ever ends, there's going to be some amazing films that come out because <laughs> it'll be like, this is what happened on the 750th day of, you know, COVID or whatever, because it's just dragging way longer than anybody wants it to. But, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very, I mean, this is timely, you know, it's timely, it's, it's appropriate, it's, it's needed, it's, yeah, this is, this is a lot of good things. Wow. Wow. Very, very, very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Now, is this also a part of this new movie? No, this is a project, um, one of a a special project that I'm, I'm excited about that was shot by a good friend named Robert Mack. He's a, an amazing award-winning uh, DP out of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. He, he's also, um, he's from Australia, though. He's a great guy. He's hilarious. <laughs> um, shout out to my good friend, um, Lion Beckwith, because he actually referred me for this project. And I submitted, and I actually booked a lead role for this um, because of it, which was a great experience. So this project is about um, the Marines bombing. Oh, wow. in 1983 mm-hmm. so um it's it's it's, it's crazy it's, it's a, it was a crazy experience so the individual who I'm playing this is pretty much the, the structure of his 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 reality at that time wow so they went there really on a peace treaty it was a setup so they ended up yeah. getting bombed. And that's pri- primarily what this project is referencing. Wow. You know, guys, um, I, sometimes I forget for those of you who are listening on podcast, um, this image is uh, pretty intense. He, um, Antonio, basically is wearing a full makeup um, of a burn victim, someone who has been through a bombing. So it really, the makeup artist, you know, and you know, that's kind of my Amazing. side of thing. She, whoever did this, did an amazing job because it is really detailed, um, you know, from just, I can see how the skin on your neck looks like it's pulling apart and the shirt, you know, is looks like it's blowing apart in some areas. So it, I mean, whoever it is, shout out. Her, to name, her, her name's Kim. So now we are on another one, which looks like a um, cover art for a new, another new movie. Yes, yes. This is a project that I um I helped produce with the uh, with my friend who's the writer, director, and producer, executive producer, uh Sheree McCain, okay. which is entitled Broken Exchange Uncoded, which is a great project about trafficking. So mm. yeah, yeah, we, we, we got um a great great pool of actors for this project. I also had a small role in it myself, um, nice. which is which was great. Um, for those who probably remember, most likely I'm sure you do, Sean Nelson from the Project Fresh. 
And he was also on The Corner and a few other great projects. So oh, we, okay. Yeah. I feel like I may have seen The Corner. That sounds familiar. Yeah, he he he's a part of this project as well. Which oh, will funny. also, yep, which also drops 2021. Oh, okay. Well, keep us posted on when these all come out because they all look so interesting and definitely some, you know, unique stories being told. And that's what we want. We want like, you know, different things you know like there's so many stories to tell looks like you have been super super busy like your whole career long and then on top of it what I really appreciate about you Antonio is that you are even right now you know all of 2020 basically was COVID lockdowns and now even in 2021 we're seeing the same situation probably just going to get worse and you're pushing on you're pushing ahead what keeps you motivated to keep pursuing your career, although I feel like half the industry is shut down right now. Man, um, I just love telling great stories, you know, and that's overall, you know, what my goal is in doing this and telling my own stories. And since, you know, there's not really many projects that's been produced, um, I kind of want to be a part of the change while I'm just microscope of the coronavirus. So, yeah, I just, I'm just, I, again, I just love the art. I love the craft. So, um, I think that's, that's for me, my motivation. I love channeling other people's energy and, and telling new stories and giving new perspectives and giving something that people can talk about. Nice. Well, I have to say you are definitely hustling hard because it is not easy to get a production together under normal circumstances, let alone this whole COVID situation that we got going on. So thank you so much. And I'm, it's good to see that you're still out there being active, producing these projects. You know, the one I even saw that you still, you know, the one that's about COVID It's like you had a mask on and the things so was like, you know, you can't still you know safely do some of these things you know that a lot of productions have maybe scaled back you know smaller sizes and everything like that but and then now the other thing that's getting big is like digital productions and I have some actors and actors friends they're filming things at home they're sending it to the producers you know their agents are getting them in with these so there's still a a lot going on it's just going to take even more effort on people's part and just getting more creative so I'm really, really glad that you came on a day and just show all those who want to be actors and get into this industry, like how you've been able to do it, how you got into SAG. Cause I, like I said, I remember you was like, <laughs> look, I'm getting into SAG. Like, I don't know what y'all doing, but I'm getting into SAG. And that energy, you know, is good because I've, I still remember that. Like it was yesterday. You saying you was going to get into SAG and you got into SAG. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Consistency. Yes. Yes, consistency. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to How They Did It and Why. I hope this interview with Antonio has been helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening to How They Did It and Why. Have a great day, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.